0: China is a land unknown to many in the West. It is in many respects a place that has only recently opened its doors to the outside world. And there are so many secrets and aspects of Chinese culture that are completely foreign to people living in the West. One reoccurring theme I found while living in China, shared by myself and other foreigners, is that in some ways, the longer you live in this mystical land, the less you understand of it. The events of one autumn day in China would remind me of how truly foreign of a place I was living in. It was about 10 years ago now, something I'd pretty much forgotten about. But now that I'm back making podcasts and reflecting on events in the past, it's refreshed my mind as to what exactly occurred. Thinking back on what happened, it really has to be one of the strangest and most frightening events I've ever experienced while living in China. The story begins in the fall of 2012. I made a decision to move to China and I ended up in a city called Hangzhou. Hangzhou is one of the nicest cities in China. It's famous for having a really big, beautiful lake. The second largest tourist attraction inside of Hangzhou is an enormous marsh, a wetland, full of unique wildlife called the Shishi Wetlands. The school I worked at required me to drive by the wetlands every day. One day, After arriving to work, my co-worker, a young Chinese local teacher, had a disturbed look on her face as she informed me that one of the other foreign teachers, after having a fight with his girlfriend, had gone to the roof of the building and hung himself. She told me to go home and they would call me later to see when classes would resume. I left the school on my e-bike, disturbed about what took place. But also selfishly thinking about all the cool stuff i'd be able to do with my newly discovered day off i decided to stop by the shishi wetlands because i'd never really visited them before like i said before shishi wetlands is really big it's like the size of a small national park that's connected to the city and there's two sides to it there's the side that's full of tourists and waterways and then there's the dry side that connects behind linian temple It's more like a huge open park with uh, creeks and trees. I decided I didn't feel like dealing with the crowds and wanted to have a peaceful atmosphere where I could reflect more on the news I just received. I parked my e-bike at one of the entrances to the park and walked inside. It was amazing to see such a large area being empty of all people in such a crowded city like Hanjo. The park stretched back as far as I could see and as I walked deeper into the park, farther away from the street. I felt like I was alone in a forest. I must have walked about a half mile when I came across a small bench along the stream down a deep creek. I sat down on the bench and looked around. The place was completely empty. I sat there for about 20 minutes, pondering the news and thinking about other things, try to get the poor man hanging himself out of my mind. I thought what a great park this is and how I'd finally found a spot I could relax and be alone in China. But all these feelings of harmony and tranquility would soon be shattered as I noticed out of the corner of my eye, about 30 yards away across the creek, behind a large tree, someone was spying on me. I could see someone looking around the tree behind at me. I could tell it was someone old because I could see white hair along with the eye looking at me. I wasn't really that scared at first, being a foreigner in China, sometimes people act strange or different when they meet you. I figured it was just some old man who had never saw a foreigner before. I would soon realize there was something more sinister going on as he popped out from behind the tree. Suddenly, before me was an old man, normally dressed wearing a t-shirt, jacket, and pants. Nothing unusual. He was a short man, about five foot three, I guess. But as soon as he came out from behind that tree, I knew there was something seriously wrong with him. He was about 25 to 30 feet away from me and I could see something was really not right. He had his arms stretched out as if he was some sort of a predator that had cornered its prey. His eyes were completely yellow. Not yellow like you would think, like really dark yellow, like someone had painted them in school bus paint. It was only about a second after he popped out from the street that he suddenly started running towards me at full speed, and this scared the crap out of me, and I stepped back. I didn't run away at first because the creek separated us. And he would have to walk about 20 yards to the right to get to the bridge. I continued stepping backwards as he ran closer to me, nearing the creek. When he got to the edge, he suddenly stopped. I was fairly close to him, about 10 yards, and the creek was separating us. He then began hissing at me while putting his hands up as if he was trying to scratch me with his nails from far away. He was making these sounds going, and then he would break into an ecstatic giggle. It was then I noticed his fingernails. Chinese working class men will often have some long fingernails, especially their pinky. But this was something else. They were extremely long. Maybe five or six inches or more. He continued to hiss at me while making scratching gestures. Something was not right. I've had a lot of strange experiences in the People's Republic of China, but nothing like this. I thought about the fact that he was at least, you know, it was at least a half mile to my bike and hopefully there'd be other people there. But the yellow eyed man must have realized his chances to get me were coming to an end, and he did something I was really not expecting. He ran about 10 feet backwards and then did a full sprint again towards me. But this time he didn't stop when he got to the edge of the creek. He jumped completely across the creek. He didn't make it to the top, but as soon as he landed, I could see his arms almost instantly rise to the surface level of my sight. Still trying to understand what was occurring and filled with fear, I turned around and started sprinting as fast as I could to the park entrance. I did not know how long it would take him to completely climb out of the creek, but I knew it wouldn't take him long. It was like I was suddenly in a fucking horror movie. I was honestly completely terrified. Many people would think, oh, he's just some short man. Why don't you just punch him? But this in no way appeared to be a normal person. He was someone frantically insane. Engaging in a, a, a crazed man like this is a zero-sum game. At this moment, the only thing I could do was run for my life. I looked back to see where the hell he was. By this time, he was completely out of the creek and he was running as fast as he could towards me while doing a hideous giggle. Although my brain was in complete panic mode, I began to think of my situation and how I could get out of this. I was in terrible shape, and the cigarettes I smoked weren't helping either. Considering the fact this old man just jumped across a huge creek and was now chasing a guy in his early 30s, I began to wonder if this old man was even human. He was easily in his 60s, and for him to jump that giant gap and then be able to come out and run incredibly fast along with those creepy yellow eyes indicated to me that there was he wasn't human the fear that completely filled me would soon become even worse as the old creep began giggling louder and i realized he was going to catch up to me really really soon hee <laughs> hee the giggles were slowly getting closer to me and as he continued chasing me it had been maybe 1 minute of intense running when i began to feel the exhaustion I hadn't ran in years, and this was too much for my lungs and heart to handle. I knew I was soon going to be out of breath. I looked to the side where the laughter was coming from to realize he was only six feet from me at this point, and he was getting closer. I knew I would not be able to keep this going much farther. He was now only a foot from me. He began reaching out for me. A large smile on his face. I could hear his breaths. I tried one last move out of desperation. I remember a trick we would sometimes do as kids when we were playing football, when someone would be approaching you who was faster and they were coming to tackle you. And as he became extremely close, or they became extremely close, ready to tackle you, you dropped instantly to the ground. This causes the pursuer to fall over you, letting you get away. This technique was my last chance. Just as I could feel his claws on my back, I hit the deck and landed in sort of a sideways motion. The plan worked better than I ever could have imagined. The fact that I landed sideways caused the crazed man to completely trip over me. His fall at such a fast pace caused him to fly a few feet over me before he hit the ground face first. I could hear the impact of his face on the ground and I felt this slight feeling of glee because it worked. It actually worked. I got to my feet as fast as I could and I tried to jog away from him as quick as possible. When he hit head first, the impact was intense. I thought he would have been knocked out from it or at least he would have taken him a while to get up. It only took him maybe three or four seconds to stand back up. I took one last glance at him as I turned back to face the exit from the park. When I looked at him, I could see his face was completely covered in blood. The impact must have smashed his nose. What the fuck is wrong with this guy, I thought. As once again, I began to, he began to give me chase. I had no time to recover from the first sprint. I didn't know how much longer I'd be able to run. I went as fast as I could with heavy exhaustion. I was not even halfway to the exit, and although his face was completely covered in blood, he was still completely dedicated to catching me. I started to become genuinely concerned I was going to have a heart attack or drop from exhaustion. There was no way humanly possible I could make it to Tiamusan Road and to safety. I was going to have to think of something else to do, even if I made it to the massive street. would anyone even help, would anyone even help me? Chinese have a really bad reputation of not helping people. There was simply no other alternative than to somehow deal with this situation myself. Ahead of me was a small tree with a number of fist-sized river rocks scattered about in front of it. He was again very close to catching me. I decided to make another last ditch effort to deter him by stopping at the rocks and picking up two of them in an attempt to throw them at him. I got close to the rocks and picked them up, instantly turning around to face the yellow-eyed crazy man. He was still at a full pace, only about 10 feet from me when I threw the first rock. Like the trip earlier, the rock was a complete success. It went directly into his blood-covered face, hitting him somewhere between the bridge of his nose and his forehead. It did the trick. He instantly buckled over. He landed headfirst, only about a foot from me. I debated for a second about throwing the second rock at the back of his head or just simply stomping on the back of his skull. He appeared to be completely unconscious. I feared the repercussions of murdering someone in a communist country. I thought this was not the right thing to do. I took off away as fast as I could, and continued to my e-bike, which I could now see only about three or four hundred yards away. After about ten seconds of my exhausted jogging, I looked back to make sure he was not following me. He was already recovering from the rock and had got himself up to one knee. He was still looking at me, smiling. I yelled some obscenities at him, something like, come on, motherfucker, I said loud beginning to feel a level of confidence in dealing with this creature. As soon as I said that, he instantly jumped to his feet and began once again chasing me. The bravery I had seconds ago went away as I again was focusing my efforts on getting to my e-bike and getting as far away from him and that park as humanly possible. After running again for a few seconds, I looked back again to see how far away he was. He appeared to be dazed from the rock because he stumbled and went in a zigzag motion as he, went, as he ran forward. I decided not to look back and continued to go on as fast as I possibly could to get to the bike. It was maybe a half minute before I was even near the bike and I could still hear his laughter which compelled me to look back again. He was again getting close, but I had now reached Tiamusan Road and my bike. I should have thought ahead and got the keys out of my pocket before I arrived at the bike but I didn't. I sat on the bike going through my pockets in a sudden frenzy trying to find the keys. It was like something from a slasher film where the person's almost free but the car won't start. I started throwing everything out of my pockets in order to get the keys out. I finally found them and immediately put them in the ignition and started the bike. Now, e-bikes are not that fast, and they only go about 30 kilometers an hour, and my battery was really low. So my departure from the scene was not as fast as I would have liked. And he was extremely close, and I was beginning to become concerned that he was gonna catch up to my slow bike on the street. Fortunately, the the bike began to pick up speed, and as he chased me down the massive street, we soon began to have considerable distance from one another it's here that the story gets even a little bit stranger as i looked back again in my side view mirror i saw a large gray van pull up next to him from about three lanes in traffic from the main street the side doors instantly swung open and two large chinese men dressed in gray suits jumped out with objects that looked like cattle prods they began to wrestle with the yellow-eyed man i looked forward for a second to find a place to stop to observe what was going to happen next but by the time i stopped and i turned around The men had somehow already gotten into the van, and they were in the process of speeding off. I watched the van go by and disappear into the daytime traffic. I stopped for a second, overwhelmed with what happened and grateful I had escaped unharmed. When I got home, I told my wife about what happened. She seemed somewhat unsurprised with what I had told her. She then told me the mental hospital is connected to the park, and I should not go there in the future. That was pretty much the end of it. I never mentioned this to anyone, and it sort of became something I put on the back burner. But thinking about it now, there are so many questions that I will never have the answer to. Who was he? Was he just some nutcase from the mental institution? If so, how was an elderly man able to have such strength and resilience? And why were his eyes so goddamn yellow? I concluded that it's China, and this is something I will never completely understand. I decided to never go to that park again. And if you ever visit China and come to the beautiful city of Hangzhou, beware of the massive empty section of the Shishi Wetlands Park and stay the hell out. Thank you very much.